2: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: All right. And welcome to Fast Break Breakfast MBA Podcast. My name is Keith Parrish. Here, once again, with my buddy, through the miracle of computer phone, I'm here with John Burr
3: hey now
1: yeah you gotta go hey now and then do your new call sign
3: Uh, kudos to me I don't know we'll see about my new call sign later in the show there might be a staggering development Um, oh no Chuck can't be with us the the, um, Chuck's out um, I think the um, the damned uh, Mavericks blew his back out on, uh, on on Friday
1: yeah so Chuck has he's down with a back injury
3: that part's yep. real. Um, D, doubtful.
1: He's uh, He had the very unfortunate um, circumstance of we're hosting our Grizzlies Watch Party on Friday, which, by the way, I mean, wow. great crowd, great time. Uh, we had Patreon supporters in from all across the nation.
3: Coast to coast.
1: David from Las Vegas. Who, here's the thing. He was upset in our Slack that I didn't mention him. It's like I, we, got, we got listeners coming from Portland and Indianapolis. Here's the thing. I didn't know he was coming. That's, that's on Good. me.
3: Yeah. I mean I was excited I he was here. Until until I was confronted with their actual visages, I did not believe any of them were coming.
1: Right. Um, I might have said the wrong thing to him when he's like, Maybe my wife will think it's less weird that I listen to this show now that I've actually been here and met you guys. And I'm like, Does it seem less weird for you to travel here and hang
3: out with us than it did he, just listen? Well, he can't he was here for work.
1: He had a work trip. He had yes. a work trip. So it's the not weird them, at all, David. Thank psychotics. you for the support. Thank thank you for the support, everyone. Um, But at this watch party, so Chuck has to show up. Which, if that's not bad enough for Chuck, um, the Heat and Mavs are playing before the Grizzlies Lakers game, and the Heat are getting humiliated. And yeah, Chuck's now injured; he's out um, with severe pain. Um, By the way, I I got to uh, a little more business for our. I want to welcome our new Patreon supporters, Charles Crabtree and Adam Pike. So thanks. Thanks to you guys for uh, signing up. These both uh, sound
3: like names from a Sam Pickenpah movie. Yeah.
1: And David was saying um, that we don't push it enough that the Slack channel is awesome. And people should sign up for our Patreon purely to join the Slack. So I'm telling you right now, patreon.com slash breakfast. Join the Slack. $3 a month, you get an awesome community of basketball diehards talking
3: about all kinds of great stuff. So Games. And, uh, weird channels dedicated to things NBA-related you could never even imagine. Yeah. Uh, Just to give you some... Uh, oh, Also, maybe, maybe not, if there's some things you uh, pine for on the internet that are behind paywalls, it's a magical place where things I, just drop into place for you. Speaking of, like, maybe
1: illegal pirated streams, I just found out there's, you know, an illicit gambling site, which I may or may not have used, They have like streams for every game, just there, just like.
3: Oh wow! Yeah, for live betting purposes, I assume. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're like, "Hey, you want to watch this game?" I'm like, "What, really?" And it's like, "Oh,
3: yes, I do."
1: That works really well. Hmm. Okay, blacked out Hawks game, which I pay for, but still can't see somehow. I will watch (laughs) the Hawks and Bulls play. Thank you very much. Um, Chuck has back pain. You and I, in our lives, have struggled um, with foot pain on
3: and off. We have the uh, we, we've. I both, have all, all the fat-related pains, back foot.
1: Yeah, we've done the plantar fasciitis, I like, much like, like felt something sh- snap
3: in my sh- ass. Yeah, yeah. This Shay
1: Gilgis and Josh Giddy and <laughs> Tim Duncan. My new, I have this new nightmare foot pain, phantom pain.
3: Mm. It
1: is, um, unlike my previous foot pain, where it's like, hey, it hurts if I if I walk. Or, hey, it hurts if I bend my foot this way. If you press right there, it feels like I'm getting stabbed. I've had these constantly. I have a new one where if I'm motionless and there's no warning whatsoever, I have like 15 seconds of extreme agony. And it doesn't matter if I move my foot. It doesn't matter if I change what I'm doing. It just just goes. And I can't figure out what causes it. And it basically causes my eyes to water. At first, I thought I was having a heart attack in my foot. My wife's like, you can't have a heart attack in your foot. I'm like, am I having a stroke in my foot? You can have a leg attack. I'm like, am I having a stroke? She's like, your foot's not connected to anything. So you're not dying. You're just having pain. I'm like, all right, great.
3: Had Um, your wife recently made you a mushroom omelet before these pains? That's
1: right. She's just uh, slow. She's like, don't worry about it. You can't feel your legs. Eh, It's fine.
3: Did you taste taste almonds for some reason? No reason
1: in particular. So this pain intensifies to the point where uh, it's happening like daily, and uh, and I'm like, this is insane. I guess I'm gonna go to a doctor. My wife's like, go see a foot guy. You know, maybe there's something I don't know about. So I go to the. I
3: think those are called proctologists, no podiatrists.
1: I go, I go to this orthopedic foot guy. I tell him about this nightmare pain. Like, hey man, it just it lights up. It wakes me up in the night sometimes. Like. I can't, I can push on the the spot when it's going on. Doesn't change anything. Doesn't hurt. And it just, just inside like, like violent nerve pain. And the foot specialist goes, whoa, man, that's wild. That's it. (laughs) It's like, that's crazy, dude.
3: Thanks. That was a good $50 copay. You're like, you're like Bo Jackson. New, new and frightening injuries that only uh, mythological heroes can achieve.
1: Yeah, he I, he gave he he gave me some like I haven't picked up this prescription. I think it's just some like topical anesthetic. He's like, here is a thing. Just rub it on your foot. Oh,
3: is it is it blue emu oil?
1: No, I've done that. It's not oh, over the counter. I mean, I've definitely done the blue emu uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> oil
3: just slather my entire body. Yeah, it's you know bad when you put it, you put it on your body and your pets start running away from you. <laughs> you are like what's going on here this can't yeah. be good so I'm dealing this with that reminds foot me pain. of the time I went to my orthopedist and he said you know I've never seen this before but you uh limp in both legs <laughs> and I'm like huh yeah <laughs> that's the last
1: time I was at a Grizzlies game there was a a a person um who was apparently living on the street who just called out to me I believe based on my gait hey man did you serve and oh, I was wow. like no, I'm not wounded. i That's just how I walk. I don't. Nothing yeah. even hurts right now. Like I don't even. I don't even uh, have anything wrong with me um, that I know of. Anyways, uh, or that the doctors could figure out what's wrong with us. Anyways, uh, John, breakfast. Have you had a? Uh, have you had a breakfast today before we
2: get Magaw's to the basketball. Magaws was
3: had. Magaws. We were podcasting. I made the journey. Yeah. Um. I hope some of our slackers did the Magaws experience. Oh, I pushed here it here in town. Yeah. I pushed it hard. I will say McGaw's new ownership. There has been a slight slip. Oh, Things no. are a little sweeter these days, which as you know, not my, not for me. Yeah. I need my savory blast, but it's still pretty darn good. And it feels like it's returning to form as well.
1: Well, that's good. Did you get your normal blueberry cake?
3: Blueberry cake and a lemon filled. That's my new oh, combo. The,
1: well, that, that's you're you're ordering the sugary one. They don't make a savory lemon filled. I don't. I'm, I'm mostly
3: referring to okay. my blueberry. My
1: oh, blueberry. the blueberries getting sweeter and sweeter. Their they
3: they're, they're, they're jelly filled are just classic. Uh, just classic. Gotcha.
1: So, instead of a breakfast, I'm actually wearing right now a new uh, shirt for a uh, a donut truck in uh, Los Angeles. This oh is, wow.
3: Hustle it and Doe, it reads.
1: It is yet another classic Memphis Grizzlies logo homage. Um, friend, enemy of the show, Dave DeForce sent it to me. Uh, it's, yeah, Hustle and Doe in the classic Grizzlies bear Vancouver original OG logo. The Grizzly Re- Bear. Referencing the
3: Craig Brewer film starring that actor who was famous very briefly. What is it, Tri- Trevor Howard? Uh. Trent, Trevor, one of those. Right? Trevor Howard. Yeah. One of the great uh, unimpressive nude scenes of all time. <laughs> Trevor Howard. <laughs> Making um, it safe for guys like me to get naked on film.
1: The uh, Howard the Terrence Howard.
3: Um, Terrence Howard. Yeah, I, I knew think Trevor, it wasn't right. Something I think Trevor wasn't Howard quite right. is like a nineteen thirties yeah. like Tyrone Power co star. Yeah. Um <laughs>
1: but the uh the the Grizzlies bear on this logo, which is uh copyright owned by the Memphis Grizzlies, they um in this one he's holding a donut. So he's holding awesome. a donut in its claw.
3: Uh, to I beat the to, copyright, did they give the grizzly bear like three eyes or anything like that? You know,
1: they didn't. They, they could have tried that, but uh, they, they they did not. I believe that's a, that's a copy and paste right there. Anyways, those were our breakfasts. After our breakfast, we move to our breakfast in bed. Apologies, which is our chance to make right anything which we may have gotten wrong on a previous episode. It's frequently... And it is this episode, the first time that we talk about the NBA, which the show is supposed to be about. John, what would you like to apologize for?
3: Um, I feel like I need to continue apologizing to the Kings. Sure, that's that's um, fair. My Demontis Sabonis snub for the All Star game is getting more embarrassing by the second. Yeah. Uh, everything I learn about, I'm, I'm as we know from the. <laughs> from the one time uh uh M- mvp tracker uh, um game of scones i always have the mvp tracker up on my on my screen and he remains in the top 5 yes um furthermore uh he i guess because of the presence of jokic we don't r- realize stuff like this but he's averaging the most assists pretty much ever in a in a in a, in a season by a big man who isn't jokic or will right. chamberlain who once led the league in assists yeah um he just uh, annihilated my grizzlies by 33 points <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um just frequent and also just watching them i I, tr- I said things like you know i'm giving i'm chalking this up to more like a, a, a team uh, a team experience well that's not true if you watch the kings he's point yokiching this uh he is the team he is making this happen and if and honestly if i'm going to Say that I I shouldn't be saying, well, I didn't want to give them a slot because I think Darren Fox has been just as good. Darren Fox has been good enough to be an all-star also. So he should probably have been on my all-star ballot instead of one of my silly picks. So it just keeps happening to me.
1: (laughs) I think when we did our all-stars two weeks ago, we basically felt like we had to include Paul George and Zion. And now I think we've been let off the hook a little bit where it's like, yeah. all right, maybe they haven't played enough games eventually. Uh, and so, like, I had Sabonis in as my last excuse. guy.
3: I said Draymond Green, and I think the Warriors are like sub 500 now. So I don't yeah, know. I don't, well, don't have no excuse I can't for the Draymond Green
1: this. nonsense. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Also, last week on the show, I, I, I pitched it to you that the Kings were plus 340 in Vegas to win the Pacific Division, which at that point they were leading by two and a half games. They're right. Now they are now plus one seventy a week later. Yeah. <laughs> they're three and a half games up in the Pacific Division.
3: I'd also, uh, I think, in some ways, like to apologize for even caring about home away splits anymore. Like I kept bringing it up for the Blazers, and clearly that doesn't matter. And the Kings are about to hit their big road stretch. Oh, I wasn't. The Kings win, the Kings win every game on the road, anyways. Who cares? I wasn't going to uh, say anything, but since yeah. you
1: told me the Trailblazers were good, Yeah. <laughs>
3: They've had a ro- tiny. Little I said Chauncey Billups looks like he's good. The last three games I watched the Blazers. Um, Blazers all, are in thirteenth. Aren't all they? fireable offenses?
1: They are. Uh, Blazers are having a tough go. The Blazers. I mean, the Blazers
3: make- are making it okay for Pat Beverly to make the broken watch <laughs> sign at Dame Lillard during the games. I mean, which Pat should Bever- never be. Pat okay. Beverly
1: was like plus twenty seven in that game. Uh, plus uh, plus minus. Um, the yeah, Dylan Brooks.
3: Know. Dylan Brooks.
1: <laughs> the
3: the, the Lakers Brooks. in
1: that game, by the way. The Lakers, if you don't know, they lost the second quarter by thirty-two. This is Lakers Blazers from Sunday. They is were outscored forty-five.
3: Well, that might have happened against the Grizzlies, so never mind. To twelve.
1: No, it was like the third <laughs> biggest differential in a quarter ever. <clears throat> I think the, the biggest was... Well, the biggest... This is a great time to remember. The biggest differential in a quarter in NBA history is 36. Back in 1987, the Lakers were leading the Kings after the first quarter 40-4. to 40-4 to four in a first quarter, which is incredible. Wow. But uh, this was the second time in NBA history a team has lost a quarter by 30 points and won that game. The last time, 1972 the Buffalo Braves were down by 43 to the Celtics entering the fourth quarter and only lost by eight. So
3: Bob McAdoo must've been out that game.
1: Yeah. So this was an unbelievable game where the Lakers rally from like down whether down 25 at the half or something, but get, they get outscored by 30 in a quarter and um yeah. And now Patrick they've Beverly reunited Thomas talking. Bryant and
3: Rui Hachimachi. Oh, wow.
1: so good. Um, also, uh, going back to those uh, the Pacific Division, so the, the Kings are uh, several games clear. Um, looking at the odds, still the basically the Suns and Warriors have the same odds as the Kings to win the Pacific Division. The Clippers, who are actually in second, are plus six fifty. I kind of like that one. I mean, when I we we wrote off the Clippers uh, a while ago, Kawhi Leonard in his last. What is this? His last seven games. He's averaging 30 points per game. Seven rebounds, four assists, two steals on 55% field goals, 53% from three, 94% from the line.
3: By the way, Kawhi's playing
1: 37 minutes a game. Is that prudent? Why not? Why not?
3: Get what you can. It's one of those if I'm all dressed up. well, you can.
1: Yeah, if I'm all dressed up, just play me, man. I mean, you know. you need
3: to do this before he experiences phantom pain in his feet.
1: Oh, he probably has that. He probably knows what to do about it. Um Yeah, no, the Kings are the Kings are solid. Uh, the Kings are quite good. Sabonis an easy All Star, Um but uh I let Stephen
3: Adams get in my head. Stephen Adams was absent from the game. Yeah, I, might I mean,
1: st- yes, Sabonis <laughs> did zero things against the Grizzlies when Stephen Adams played.
3: Uh, the Grizzlies started
1: Xavier Tillman.
3: I really and, shouldn't, uh, yeah, shouldn't use any kind of Stephen Adams corollaries though, because Stephen Adams will like make Joel Embiid look bad sometimes, you know. Yeah. He's um, just a disturbing um, player.
1: I think we're gonna talk about Stephen Adams in a little bit. Um my, my apology. I'd like to apologize for um uh, let's say losing the way. Um, losing my focus. This is like a script note where they say you lost the story, you lost what you're doing, you lost what you're good at. Like what 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 are you doing here? And this is for the last show where I ignored what should be a huge story in the journey of Fast Break Breakfast and the overall arch in the overall like narrative arc of our show. Years and years of the show. I didn't even talk about something that was that should have been huge, and that is. the Philadelphia 76ers moved Tyrese Maxey to the bench. So our guy, my guy, my favorite player, DeAnthony Melton, could start. I didn't even talk about it on the show. What's the point of having my own
3: podcast? I had multiple people point this out, and I even have, they have theories, Keith. What
1: are the theories? Is it shame-based? Is it they pure, think puritanical? That, they think I think that
3: you don't want to live with. The, you don't want to live with that Melton could have and probably should have started over Dylan Brooks for the Memphis Grizzlies.
1: I mean, I think there is there is an aspect of <laughs> there is an aspect of not my theory, man. Like it, it's too painful type thing. This is like Chuck. <laughs> this is like Chuck with LeBron. All his LeBron yes. stuff. Like it's like it's, a little bit's too painful. This is you where you couldn't enjoy Mark Gasol on the Raptors. And Ooh, I could. For sure. And I'm enjoying Melton on the Sixers. But sometimes I don't talk about it a lot. Yeah. Because like I got my own team. And we got we got Zaire Williams, John Conshaw and, pain, and David Roddy combining to go three for 18 from the field against the Kings. And, uh, it's, it's also funny. I got some feedback for grit, for my grits and grinds on the YouTube show where like someone's like, do you still don't think the Grizzlies need to make a trade? First of all, I don't think I've ever said the Grizzlies don't need to make a trade. Second of all, they traded away the guy I thought was perfect for the, what the roster needed. So now I'm like, well, I don't know what, like it's weird to come up with fake trades where I'm like, well, we had the guy that I thought was perfect, uh, to, that meshed so, perfectly with the roster. So that's why I'm
3: I'm like less excited about <laughs> making up fake trades. I, I don't want to like make up excuses for the Grizzlies or anything but yeah. the thing that does give me solace is I just don't think Taylor was ever going to play Melton the way we wanted him to and just similarly like right. you know it doesn't matter what happens who we sit Brandon Clark is going to play 19 minutes a game I can't it doesn't get over matter
1: I mean, we can, we can, let's record a good time. You might as well this.
3: trade Brandon
1: Clark too. I, I, I can't get over games where Steven Adams is out. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, we're not going to play Brandon Clark and Jerry Jackson. I mean, together. We have
3: <laughs> plenty of proof statistical and otherwise that yeah, BC and JJJ are awesome together. Yeah. And I just, you know, I, I won't, I, you know, when Tillman started, I made it about eight minutes into that game. <laughs> When
1: the starters were announced, because this is like, if you're not going to start Brandon Clark now, like, what's the point? Like, what, like, what are you doing? And uh, the, K- the Kings in that, ga- in that game on Monday night, they scored 47 in the first quarter. They made 12 out of 13 three-pointers. Is that even legal? In a quarter?
3: That, that's You know, that, that's the nuts. Kings, are, we, we've said it all year, they're flamethrowers at every position.
1: But go, going back, uh, so, so anyway, uh, uh, the Kings scored 47 in that first quarter. That's the most points the Grizzlies have ever allowed in a quarter in regular season in their franchise history. It's tied for the most points if you include the playoffs. Against the Jazz, in that first round series against the Jazz, they allowed 47 points uh, to them in a the first quarter. And tying a bow on the Melton thing, that was the game after Melton had a huge fourth quarter and then the next game, game 5, right. doesn't play a minute play, in the first quarter. No. Yeah. They're down 24, they're down 47 to 20 something when he checks in for the first time and it's like, what are we doing here? What what's the point? Anyways, um I apologize for not just focusing on the main thing, focusing on the big thing and that is, you know, Melton Staying the starter, I don't He's know how long it's going to last.
3: He's displaced a really good player.
1: He's displaced like a borderline all star just because yeah. they like they like the fit. I mean, the the Sixers went undefeated on a West Coast road trip. They went five and zero oh on a West Coast road trip. The Grizzlies can't win a game in the Pacific Time Zone. Yeah, uh, the Sixers swept their West Coast trip. They've won eighteen of twenty two. So they're, they're doing something. When right.
3: Daryl Morey is willing to trade you a first round pick for somebody. Perhaps reconsider.
1: Does Daryl Morey have that status still? Because I mean, technically, when you look at his resume, he did like the Chris Paul for Westbrook, the wrong side of that one.
3: Truly, I mean, I know. But I don't know. I, I think the way he was able to flip flip things for the Sixers. I, I mean, I I don't care what, how you even feel, but it, James Harden. I'd, I'd much rather have him. Yeah. Ben Simmons at this at this moment in time, dude. Ben Simmons.
1: The Nets, like Kyrie, had what like eighty. He had eighty six points in his last two games. Right, and near and near the end of one of those games, they were like surprised they haven't put Ben Simmons back in. Like, really? You are?
3: Oh yeah. What are you watching? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what you are
1: watching, man. Um, Kyrie
3: had a forty, hung forty eight on our on our dearly departed Mike Conley. Oh man, Mike
1: Conley, that was. Was he? I don't know. He's auditioning to be on the Clippers, but that was. (laughs) That was rough. Anyways, uh, send John ja Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Desmond Bain and all the Grizzlies to the 2023 NBA All Star Game in Utah this February. You can vote daily through January 21st at NBA.com or through the NBA app. Do your part, everybody. Vote today for the Grizzlies. Get them in the All Star Game. Uh, also, you can in the Eastern Conference vote for D'Anthony Melton. All right, steak and eggs, best thing, John. What's the best thing you saw in the last week? Um,
3: I feel, like, very strange about this, considering that it is a game I'd rather forget. Yeah. However, when you have a chance to see Call Drogo square up against an actual centaur during an NBA basketball game. And that centaur just happens to be the guy who's paired with Skip Bayless on national TV every morning. That's a beautiful thing. That's a malice in the palace zeitgeisty event.
1: Why do you think so? We're talking obviously about Shannon Sharp and uh, getting in a shouting conversation with um, the Grizzlies. Got a, There's a lot to break down here. Um, yes. One, why did Steven Adams undo his hair? Normally, when you fight, you're going to want to put it back up. I so I, I, I yeah.
3: think so. I'm a person who looks bad shirtless, right? Yeah. Should never be shirtless. I'll take you over for it. Yes. If I get mad enough. Yeah. I'm taking my shirt off. I mm. don't know why. It just feels like a natural intimidation thing. It's happened a few times. Is it some kind of like barbarous ape thing? I'm not sure. Yeah. I think maybe Stephen Adams was just like. Unleashing his Samsonian or is it Samsonite, Samson-esque potential yeah. into Shannon Sharpe's visit, you know, right, in, right yeah. in his face, I was like, like, like a
1: fluffing the plume,
3: yeah, like sewing, making like, gaze upon my work, she might be in despair.
1: Um, the the next thought, um, if so, Dylan Brooks, who has been just inc- his quotes after this calling Good Shannon regular, a regular pedestrian. Like, how can a regular?
3: It's, it's a great. It's a great question. Why can a I regular think pedestrian to say civilian? Yeah, <laughs> just a regular. T- it is. It's a fair question. So, so good.
1: uh a, a ticket holder should not be able to just yell and provoke and you know threaten to fight NBA players without repercussions. But uh who do you have in the in the bout if it is Dylan against Shannon Sharp? Uh, Tail of the tape, Dylan
3: against Shannon Sharp.
1: Tail of the sh- tape. Okay. Dylan Brooks, twenty seven years old. Six foot seven, two hundred and twenty pounds. Shannon Sharp, fifty four years old. Six foot two, two hundred and twenty pounds. So Dylan has the height, although uh, wingspan. I'm gonna guess it might actually be Shannon Sharp. I don't know who has the longer reach, but you have a man half of his age, uh, very similar. We think of football players as you know being huge, and because there's these there's these gladiators. There these. Unbelievably strong athletes in a very violent sport, but sometimes we forget that NBA players are actually gigantic uh humans, you know. And so who've who, lap-
3: who and in the in the cross sport fights, the NBA players have been winning. Uh um um Did Darren, Frank Gore lose to somebody Darren to Darren Williams got trucked. Oh uh um but I'm still taking Shannon Sharp, yeah. Shannon sharp is the scariest shirtless man in the world. He's the opposite of he, me. So
1: I was, I actually was weirdly looking into this and, and I discovered, I guess Shannon sharp takes a lot of pictures of himself and put them on the internet without a shirt on. Yeah, And he's, he's, he's very
3: muscular. Yeah. Dylan um, Brooks still has like acne. Shannon yeah. sharp is a perfect hyperbaric chamber constructed monster. Still, uh, also I mean, he was wearing a $30,000 sweater That I (laughs) don't think there's just way too many variables that just point to the to the general imbalance in in Shannon Sharp's life. The next, Uh, they're just different types of guys too. The next thing
1: about this story that I don't like is Shannon Sharp apparently apologized. Uh, He recorded like a three minute apology. I I haven't seen it because if I feel like if I watch it, he wins. Like he is a content creator. He got massive publicity for his, his life. We all win. How do we all win? This is just more uh, Grizz moving to the
3: forefront of the American it psyche. It is
1: Grizz moving to the forefront. But all of my fellow Grizzlies compatriots are being like, oh, what an amazing apology. That's how you accept responsibility. You don't make excuses. Watch yeah, you don't this three-minute When you clip. ran
3: to the tunnel to get the first word in.
1: Yeah, watch for his three-minute clip on his show to promote it. It's like, I don't care about his apology. I care about his actions.
3: By okay. the way, this is this is compared to his cohort, Skip Bayless, throwing Dak Prescott's uh, jersey away in his uh, kitchen trash. I also and haven't I watched that
1: a- video because I have this thing where I'm like, if I, if I give them a click, they win. And I don't want it. So I'm very careful about my clicks. That's just uh, I don't want to give them the impressions. They're playing the game and winning, and I feel like everyone. Uh, I feel well, you like need
3: to you need to see the Skip Bayless video because it is somehow more embarrassing than a fifty-four-year-old man getting in a fight with three different players, a player's father, multiple yeah. refs, and, and 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 security at a at a game while uh, while while, while dressed as I need Odo from Beetlejuice.
1: I need a pirated. I need I need someone to cell phone. Record it. I need a pirate version over on my illicit gambling site, and maybe they have uh, a way that Skip cannot get the page view um, w- w- when when I check it out. Um, my best if thing, you, you can
3: li- if you can <laughs> listen to nine thousand Bill Simmons podcasts, you can watch one second of Skip Bayless, nah, but- the other half of ESPN success story. <laughs> make a fool of himself.
1: Bill Simmons is him, giving me so many hours down, of enjoyment. Uh, down. Uh, uh, Bill Simmons is Uh <laughs> the, Truly, uh, <laughs> truly. <laughs> um, my best thing you alluded to it, but congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers firing the first salvo of NBA trade season and reuniting the juggernaut 2020 Washington wizards. I mean, good job. They've got Russell Westbrook, man. Troy
0: Sorry, Brown, I blew Jr., your line, dude.
3: <laughs>
1: Thomas Bryant and Ruri Hashimura. If you have the opportunity to get the 2020 Wizards back together, <laughs> how are you not going to do that? Also, I, get- I mean, I think they might not be done.
3: Well, they they didn't give up much and they still have picks to give, right?
1: Well, yeah, they, they haven't used any
3: of their um, first round picks. If, I mean it- if the Grizzlies Snafu versus them lets them believe that they have an that they have enough talent to blow what's left of their equity trying to salvage this season. Then I'll consider this a, a pyrrhic victory. I mean, can't
1: you? All right, which which one of these players from the twenty twenty Wizards could the Lakers still get? I feel like Ish Smith very available. Uh, the the Nuggets might <laughs> swap him. You know, you could swap him for something. Uh, I think Mo Wagner. I don't know if the, the Magic are in a hurry to break up their, uh, their their Wagner brother. I think Garrison Matthews, who uh committed a wild flagrant foul. Um uh no, was it oh he got fouled and then got ejected. Um that was a that was a Rockets Kings melee where like lots of the people ejected were guys on ten day contracts and so they lost all their money um from getting suspended one game. Uh how about Robin Lopez? Maybe the Lakers don't need another center, although they keep trying out centers. I mean, they got. It seems, is Daniel
3: like, Gafford available.
1: Uh, I don't know. Could you? I mean, obviously, if you, th- if you threw a first rounder at the Wizards, I don't think they would turn you down for Daniel Gafford. I think here's the one. What? What about Patrick Beverly for Davis Bertans? Just.
3: Oh stri- Wizards.
1: Because Bertans was on that team.
3: Sure was.
1: Latvian laser. I think that I think the Lakers should keep going, should keep pushing. Although we make fun of the Lakers sort of for, you know, like does the win over the Grizzlies give them extra hope or misplaced hope? They don't have misplaced hope. They're in the fray. I mean, if everyone, they get Kuzma
3: back, that means they were reneging on an old trade and getting a Washington Wizards.
1: Well, apparently the reason the Wizards basically dumped the ninth pick from a few years ago is because they feel like, according to, I guess, Mark Stein, they feel like they're going to be able to re-sign Kyle Kuzma. How far does a Porzingis-Brad-Beal-Kuzma big three get you?
3: I think we're finding out together in real time.
1: Yeah, I think we're there. Yeah. I think they they have a similar ceiling to the 2022-2023 Wizards and also Blazers. I think those are very... Uh, maybe, maybe slightly comparable. What about, uh, uh, Isaac Bonga? Wasn't he on the Lakers? Did I dream that? Maybe not. I might've dreamed that one. He was, yeah. Isaac Bonga started his career on the Lakers. They should bring him back. So, uh, that will be, is I, where is
3: I, Isaac Bonga out of the league? Yeah. He's not in the league right now. I wish,
1: I wish Chuck was here so so we, 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 we could do who we play for. (laughs) Um, trick uh trick chuck with the old who he played for um no the the lakers making i I think this is a fine deal for them anytime you trade only second round picks yeah yeah sure um bring in a guy who can't he can
3: score i think it's got to be a little troubling to wizards fans to say goodbye to this this player who if you were to believe they had value, a lot of value to
1: well, them. Well, he scored he scored 30, like, three games ago.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: We've seen that he, like, he's a he's a competent player. So it's like, it's weird to give up on a lottery pick who's not, like, a total bust for just a scattering of, of seconds. It's kind of, yeah. it's just strange. Whereas, like, he's not terrible, he's not great, he's shown flashes, but we're also not committing to him or playing him a lot, and so it's a little bit weird. He had the weirdest... He had, like, the, the biggest grin on his face Ruri did talking to media a few days ago when they were like, are you getting traded? And he's like, I don't know. Big grin. And then <laughs> they're like, do you want to get traded? He's like, I don't know. Big grin. And then they were like, did you request a trade? And he goes, no comment. Beaming ear to ear. So that was so – I guess he's happy. I guess he's like, just get me out of here. And if that's the case, okay, good job, I guess. Uh, wizards – um.
2: Can I choose Armonium? to view
3: this as the wizards just continuing to gloat? Be like, yeah, we have our point power for the future now. Kyle Kuzma, who you yeah. whom you gave us. So here, take our discarded flotsam and jetsam.
1: So the Lakers have twenty five losses.
3: The Timberwolves that's all, we- that's all Western Conference teams, yeah, sir. The
1: Timberwolves have twenty five <laughs> losses. By the way, the Timberwolves like playing pretty well. Go Bear finally comes back. and they lose to the Rockets Kyle Anderson looked like he was going to murder Jalen Green, then Jalen Green drops 40 points, that was a dark moment for the slow-mo fans Um, but yeah, uh, so the Timberwolves also have 25 losses, the Jazz have 25 losses the Trailblazers who I've been making fun of, they have 25 losses, and then 24 losses the Thunder, the Warriors the Clippers, and the Suns All
3: those. Come on, let's throw let's throw twenty three losses in there and get the Mavs in there. Just if
1: you want to rope in the Mavs, five through thirteen in the West all have twenty three to twenty five losses. That's nuts.
3: Like say what you will about the Eastern Conference, at least they only have three teams in that range.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, at least the uh, we're less excited. Although the the Raptors being just what they're like the eighth worst team in the NBA, seventh. That's pretty. That's pretty brutal, um those were our best things. uh those were our steak and eggs best things. The opposite of that is the cream of wheat worst thing, John, what's the worst thing you saw in the last week?
3: There's so many to choose from, but I'm going to stick with the return of Jonathan Isaac to my once beloved Orlando Magic team. Not only does this kill the minutes. Of the players i want to see it kills the vibes it kills the vibes it kills the rootability um i'm just kind of uh, i'm just not i'm not in a great place about this uh i, I i'm this is a team i want to watch for cole anthony postgame interviews not for uh <laughs> jonathan isaac standing proudly was, was this
1: the first was this the first time ever that sham Sharania was scooped by a pastor Where Jonathan Isaacs... I'm
3: going to say no. Jonathan Isaacs' pastor announces that... Does Chris Broussard count as a pastor? Jonathan Isaac will be making
1: his season debut on Monday against the Celtics. I mean, one, first of all, John, the Magic won that game. Yeah. Against the Celtics. I don't know what that's about. Is this, too, is this fantasy basketball related? Because, like... I feel like there was there was an ethical. You know, the, you know, the
3: Magic have won all their games this year against the Celtics, right?
1: Oh yeah, they do keep doing. That. Oh, I but think they, they lost
3: the first one, but they're. I think they're three they're and three
1: one. and zero. They won three in a row. Yeah. Three and one. Yeah. They've got their number. Um, like uh, there there's fantasy repercussions to Jonathan Isaac. Like, how many minutes is he going to play? Nah. Do I need to steal some blocks? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't like him personally. Uh, like, I, I hold that against him. And then, how's it going to affect my Marco Fultz stock and my Bull Bull stock? What am I supposed to do here? Tanked. Bob yeah. stocks tanked. It's not great. Anyways, my worst thing is that the Atlanta Hawks had their five-game win streak snapped by a phantom three-point foul call. <laughs> Jalen Johnson, Terry Regier lit up the Atlanta Hawks in this game. I mean, he went off in the second half. But the Hawks had their win streak snapped, and they dropped another one. I felt like the the fine line between winning and losing. It just takes one thing to break your momentum. We see it with the Grizzlies. You win eleven straight, you're on your way to twelve straight, and then you have a final minute collapse and blow it against the Lakers, and suddenly you're in a tailspin. Um, but also more than that, it's just the uh, it's lot, it's also like the um, the the cherry on the uh, poop Sunday is the last two minute report, just letting you know what you already know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we missed that one. It cost the team the game. I mean it happened in the Grizzlies Lakers game, not that we need a, a not that we expect a lane violation to be called in the final seconds, but the the league putting out their thing like, hey, we called a perfect last two minutes, except for a lane violation on a missed free throw down by one with 1.9 seconds left. That's our bad. Um, so it keeps happening. but I feel, I feel bad about the Hawks. who I cannot get a grip on? They're up and down. Uh, Sundays I think Clint Capella is not good at all. Then Trey Kirby tells me he's doing yeoman's work. I'm like, okay, you know, better than me. Um, Trey young, who I just traded for a, a trade deadline in a, in a fantasy basketball league.
3: Well I'm, done. I'm all in now. That's fine low baby. Let's
1: get that. Let's get that. Uh, get back to the mean man. um, I was going to say, what's the opposite of regression? I need, I need an aggression to the mean. Aggression. Ah, give, me, give me that aggression to the mean, uh, uh, Trey Young. Anyways, uh, those were our worst things. Before we get to our awards segment of the program, we have a couple of listener-submitted questions. The Croissant Questionnaire. Any questions? Yes. Are you going to finish that
2: croissant?
1: Knock yourself out.
3: Uh, Magnus asks, and this is big, Keith. Okay. This might happen. Okay. Why don't you simply add a kudos to me segment where you point out one thing you are proud of? Of yourself about from the previous week this podcast needs more segments and it spreads positivity and magnus who is from germany i believe probably doesn't remember or know there was a breakfast granola bar called a kudos mm, yeah oh that is so this oh. is exceedingly oh. on point yeah
1: we could come up so with i think some this is going to graphics for this now this is, is this, this going great- to
3: be nearly impossible for certain members myself and particularly Chuck to uh take advantage of yes yes it will be as we are very rarely right about things and almost never positive but um unless so, you count sundry so
1: a, a segment just, kudos to me inspired by Dylan Brooks I guess big questions are uh where does it fit in the show format? I mean where where are we gonna jam this in? Should should it be I like starting with the penitence of the apology. Um, sure, I, we could do the, it. We could do it at the end. I maybe at the end, maybe look end it. Maybe it could be before or after the awards ceremony. I do like saying one thing that we got right. You know, it's ne- never, uh, never a bad thing to pat yourself on the I back, or just something you're proud kudos, about. Just something think, you're.
3: I know we are loath to prep for shows. Yeah, but perhaps a singular kudos to me, discussed amongst us, should be decided upon ahead of time because. I think every week trying to find something. Well, I think it doesn't have to be, it's going to be. I
0: don't stretch. think it.
1: I think <laughs> I think it could be more of the positivity that Magnus is talking about. Just saying something you're okay. happy about. It could just be something something that may. I mean, we already have oh, the best actually thing. actually just, just, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. That's I. I didn't think of it so writ large. I mean, here's I'm also c- filled he, with he, self-loathing. So
1: here's the kudos to me. Um, here's something that made me happy. Uh, I posted a, a photo of Dylan Brooks on the internet. And then Desmond Payne and John ja Morant were laughing about it. And I am not, I am not too big to it's not be. the one be... where the hair goes straight yeah. up? Like, yeah, a great I, photo. I am still tickled to death that NBA players who I cheer for, they're, they laughed at a thing I did. I Man, that's awesome.
3: Kudos to, me. Kudos I, to I, me. I was able, I was able to, or kudos to you, but here's a kudos to me. I was able to, seriously, within eight minutes, within it may not I'm in eight minutes, decipher from watching, looking at the lineups, and seeing what the how hot the kings were, I was like, I don't need to watch this game. <laughs> no, I'm, going actually, to have, I'm going to have I'm gonna have my evening back.
1: <laughs> I think let's 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 actually fix this segment. Let's make it even better. I think I okay. think what it I think what it actually should be
3: kudos to you. Exactly. Yeah,
1: we just both did a kudos to me, which shows the selfish um yeah. people that we are.
3: I uh, think, yeah, we kudos to you.
1: It has to be a kudos to you. So I have to give yeah. you something. You got to give me something
3: now. That's not technically the brilliant Dylan Bricks quote, which has forever changed the course of this podcast and perhaps my life. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. We're going to con- Magnus. We're going to continue workshopping this. You are right. I don't think
1: we, you know, as 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 good and as healthy as it would be right. for us to, you know, like like our kudos little to you is
3: just something, you know, some that's some Minch says to another Minch. Kudos to me is something that. You're right. Uh, You're right. I was wrong. Insane person. Terrible,
1: terrible idea by me. Um, When Dylan Brooks called Shannon Sharp a blogger, which is not wrong. (laughs) It wasn't wrong.
3: Everyone in this media sphere is a blogger. Uh, I mean, I'm going to call people pedestrians for the rest of my life. Yeah. All the negative things I've said about Dylan Brooks. I
1: think it's important to include regular on there. I initially made a thing that just said pedestrian, and then I regretted it. It (laughs) I should have been regular pedestrian.
3: Dylan Brooks Mad Libs needs to become a thing.
1: Well, honestly, like pedestrian is a, is a synonym of, of regular. Is mm-hmm. it when you're using it as an adjective? If it's pedestrian, oh, yeah. if it's, it's pedestrian, a,
3: it's, a, it's a double negative. Yeah.
1: If if it's if, if <laughs> it's pedestrian redundant. is is not the noun. Yeah, I love it. Um, what's another well, yeah, we're going to have a kudos to me segment. That's a great idea. Thank you, Magnus. What's another question we have here?
3: Um, let me get in here. Sorry, I'd only prepared the one. This is.
1: I got one here. Um, This was asked. This is perfect for us, although I would have liked Chuck to weigh in. But Charles Crabtree asks, would you trade
3: Major Dundee
1: Jaron Jackson Jr. for Pascal Siakam straight up? No. This, this is based on this. A lot of this is based on some rumors of the Grizzlies being highly interested in OG Ananobi. But Charles wants to know uh would you trade Jaren Jackson for Pascal Siakam straight up? You say strongly no. Pascal Siakam is the better player.
3: I'm like Pete Pranik over here, man. I can't I I'm, I'm 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 I've bought in. He's like he's like my large son now.
1: Yeah. Um I also
3: I love his faults. That's where we are with Jaren.
1: Um I also like would last not be the deal. Just, yeah. I mean Jaron's twenty-two. Right. He's six years younger than than Pascal.
3: I think Pascal Siakam's having an awesome year. He's fantastic. Um, but Jaron Jackson Jr. is one of my favorite players to watch in the entire NBA, especially if you like to watch how guys affect like yeah. the way he affects a game uh on a like a lar- like on a large full court spectrum, I think he's one of the more fun guys to watch. Like I think
1: he might affect a game on a greater degree than our apology man DeMontis Sabonis
3: but I mean I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't debatable. make that trade either you know that and yeah. I know that I'm out of my mind but that's okay kudos to me. Jaren
1: Jackson Jr. averages more blocks per game than Chuck's Miami Heat right which I thought that stat seemed n- nuts but it I didn't I, seem real apparently some NBA that's teams. That's the type of stuff you can learn on our on our on our playbacks. No, so, our yeah, weekly yeah, playbacks. Uh, apparently um, some NBA teams only average three blocks per game which I didn't know that was the thing. <laughs> that seems
3: way well, too When low. you change your strategy to take charges instead of instead of go for blocks <laughs> yeah, it has right. a profound impact.
1: Yeah, I mean, would the Grizzlies this season be better if they had Pascal instead of Jaron? I think it's possible. I think that see, I don't know.
3: Can, see, can we do a brief Grizz breakout? We
1: the whole show's been a Grizz breakout, but sure. That's a good
3: point. <laughs> but uh, so I think the Grizzlies don't all the trades that I hear that people clamor for seem to be offensive in nature. And for me, I feel like we have the offense down and I'm, when I'm thinking of trades, I'm thinking of the playoffs and I don't want to get another offensive first player on the Grizzlies. I would prefer to have another player who's defensive minded because we start for, you know, for our better John Morant, who's someone easily targeted. Yeah. On, you know, and, and, and I think we we could use another defensive stopper as opposed to an offensive player. I, I know for the regular season, that doesn't make sense, but I think for the playoff game, that's what we need. So I, I would not want to get an offensive-minded player on the I Grizzlies would, right so now. So I would
1: disagree with you because I, I do think that the Grizzlies' Achilles heel, which is maybe what I have going on right now. Half-court um, scoring? Yeah, it's half-court scoring. It's just right. they, they need buckets. And, like, you see teams... Uh, the Lakers and the Suns specifically are like we're not offensive rebounding. We're just gonna make sure the Grizzlies don't ever get in transition, and they're just like, yeah. And you know the Grizzlies, so really, you would really take struggle. a shot
3: creator and give up. I know,
1: so I wouldn't. I wouldn't give up much of anything. But see, I mean, Pascal's not Pascal in this situation. Pascal's a good defensive player. I mean, he's, he's yes, not, that's true. You know, like like he he's just a better offensive player and a better overall scorer. And I think they could compensate for the lack of Jaron's rim protection. They'd still be fine on defense. I, I, I do think the Grizzlies team needs an office player. But my thing is when people so he, say...
3: So in my head, if, if we if we are just like the Ja Morant Grizzlies, yeah. we're a middle-of-the-pack Western team. If we're Jaron Jackson Jr. Grizzlies, we're like the best defensive team and an elite team. Yeah. So I think if you... I would hate to lose that facet.
1: Well, that so that for me, John, is not. Yeah. That's why I tell everyone that um, I wouldn't trade Dylan Brooks because I'm like, right. he's a big part, which is I don't know. If, I don't know if you've been there because you've been all about trading Dylan Brooks for a while. But
3: for me, that's I like, never, I, like after, after the developments of this year. And I'm referring to. Purely off court developments. sometimes on court, but purely, purely non uh, basketball skill related developments. I uh, would never trade Dylan Brooks for any player ever, uh, because I have never laughed this hard at anyone. Unbelievable stuff.
1: Um, Also, (laughs) Dylan Brooks keeps repeatedly calling out the NBA officials. He keeps doing it.
3: And never gets fined. He
1: still hasn't been fined this year. They're punishing him in trade. They're they're just punishing. Like, he keeps saying the referees are terrible. They're singling him out. They're not calling the games correctly. And the NBA refuses to fine him. They just foul I him mean, out. This is there's bizarre. A play,
3: there's a play in the, in the Kings game, which is one of the worst shots like you'll ever see in NBA history. And it's now just endearing to me. <laughs> Which one was it? I might have blacked out in this Kings game. He he goes, dude. It's 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 been passed around by the Twitterati. He he goes for a reverse layup and ends up just throwing the ball straight up into the air. Oh yeah, yeah. Twenty feet into the (laughs) yeah yeah. And the look on his face afterwards is like, yeah, I'll do it again. (laughs) That's right.
1: (laughs) Man, it's better than a turnover. Just throw it (laughs) up in the air. Give me a chance. Better than (laughs) landing. Oh man, he's yeah, uh,
3: he's great. Oh uh, man, thanks for the thanks I for mean the- would I rather would I rather have Dan? Do I think having Melton on our team makes us closer to a title? Yes, I do. But would I have gotten to watch uh Steven Adams fight the uh horseman from uh Ren and Stimpy if D'Anthony Melton was on our team? No, no, I wouldn't.
1: Yeah, um, thanks for the questions, everybody. Uh if you want to Have your own question answered on air. You have to become a Patreon supporter. Do that at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Also, by the way, we will be doing uh, another playback, our playback power hour this week. We're going to do it on Wednesday night because the Grizzlies, our Memphis Grizzlies, face the Golden State Warriors, the loathed, hated Golden State Warriors. Can you imagine the online atmosphere if the Grizzlies lose four straight
3: We've got to get um, at the hands some, round, of the Warriors. some round ball rockers on that one, right?
1: Oh, I don't know if they want to experience that game with us. Maybe they will. But, yeah, we'll be watching. Look, um, I light like
3: them up during games, so they might as well face me.
1: They're definitely the best Warriors fans there are. Um, but... I don't know if they. W- with
3: faint praise. I don't
1: know if they want to uh, be involved in that, but if any, any, it's open for everybody. Um, especially Patreon supporters, we want to see you in there. But uh, it's open for anybody. Um, to come join our playback room, playback.tv slashfastbreakbreakfast Um, probably gonna start it eh, midway through the game. I'll call it a soft 9:30 Central. Um, we will be watching that game together. Uh, also want to give a shout out to a listener, Leighton Vazinski. Uh, apparently, she's a Grizzlies fan, found our show, really enjoyed it. And uh, so thanks to you, Layton, for listening and supporting. Also, don't miss Lizzo at the FedEx Forum uh, this April, April 26th, with special guest Lotto. The special tour is coming to Memphis. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or the FedEx Forum box office. All right, it is now time for the awards segment of the program the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award, given to the worst performance in a box score. We have a lot to work through here, John. Uh, honorable mentions this week before we get to the actual nominees. Honorable mentions Tim Hardaway Jr. and Isaiah Stewart, one for 10, Killian Hayes, OG Ananobi, two for 13. Marcus Moore three for fourteen, Damian Lillard five for seventeen, Jason Tatum nine for twenty seven. By the way, speaking of Isaiah Stewart and Killian Hayes, what was up with this France trip? That just like, did it break the Pistons? Did everyone get injured?
3: It un- it. Un- it- Duran was so humiliated by losing his um, passport that he became an all star overnight.
1: Yeah, Duran became amazing, but Isaiah Stewart <laughs> like is super hurt now, and Killian Hayes hasn't played since then. And then they gave up one hundred and fifty to the Bucks. Uh, last night. Anyways, um, if you
3: told me I could, inst- I could go to France for free and then come back and be rewarded with winbignana, and all I had to do was lose every game. I'd
1: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right, our nominees this week. We actually have a play in, John. We have two mm. people who will be doing a play in to be one of the three final nominees. It is CJ McCollum versus Damien Lillard. Caesar McCollum in a loss to the Magic was 6 for 21, had 23 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds, 3 steals, 3 turnovers, 1 personal foul. Damian Lillard in a loss to DeAnthony Melton and the Sixers was 6 for 21, had 25 points, 11 assists, 6 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks, 6 turnovers, 1 personal foul. So they were they were both 6 for 21. McCollum had Lillard. had 23 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds, 3 steals. Lillard had 25 points, 11 assists, six rebounds, two steals, two blocks, six turnovers. So turnovers are
3: popping for me. The
1: turnovers really pop for Damian Lillard. I was leaning McCollum, but this is
3: very beautiful. We can't
1: can't have a split vote. So I'll I'll go with you. Damon Lillard advances out of the play in, um, but he will be eliminated now in the first round. Yes, he will (laughs) against, against our next two uh, nominees. (laughs) So we have Damon Lillard with the aforementioned six for 21 line. Then O'Shea Brissett (sighs) of the um, spiraling pacers. They need Halliburton real bad. Um, Brissett was one for 11 in a loss to the very sturdy and tough Oklahoma City Thunder. Brissett, one for 11, five points, six rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, one turnover, no personal fouls. Perhaps try. Brissett with that awful one for 11 game going up against a true Stackhouse line, and it's John Morant. Yeah. John ja Morant against the Lakers, 9 for 29, 22 points, 8 assists, 3 rebounds, 5 turnovers, 3 personal fouls. So we've already said it's not Damian Lillard. Is it O'Shea Brissett with the more disgusting, the worst shooting percentage, 1 for 11, 5.6 rebounds, or the high volume of John ja Morant, 9 for 29, 22 points, 8 assists, 5 turnovers?
3: We discussed it when we left the watch party. We knew this moment was coming. It's John ja Morant.
1: Without a third voice to break any possible ties, uh, I'm going to agree with you and give it to John ja Morant. Uh, Twenty
3: misses. Twenty misses in a game. A truly, a truly odious performance. By the way,
1: a very, a very Stackhouse-ian <laughs> performance. Did
3: not pass the eye test either. We were talking
1: about this. Speaking of Jerry Stackhouse, so congratulations to John Morant for winning this week's International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award.
3: Oh, here's some more, uh, more uh, playback century talk, is, I think.
1: In our last playback, we had this discussion with Kelly Dwyer talking about, do you think the scoring title should go to the most points per game or the most total points? Because we had some scoring titles that would have gotten swapped uh, back in the, like, like last year. I, this blew my mind. I just forgot this. Trey Young did not win the scoring title, but Trey Young scored the most points in the NBA last season. Also had the most assists, by the way. Like, should the scoring title, should the blocks leaders, like, this is the this is the, the blocks per game silliness with Jaron. He's third in the NBA in total blocks, but uh, doesn't qualify for blocks per game. So what do you think, John? Are you a total points for the scoring title, or do you think it should go to points per game? For, of course, the qualifiers. For, I
3: am for Kobe and AI Erasure, so I'm in.
1: Total points. Then mm-hmm. we were looking back historically. AI loses a, a handful of scoring titles. Yes, to it does. Uh, to 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 like Garnett actually won a scoring title one year. If you go with most total, uh, outrageous points.
3: changes everything.
1: Changes everything about history. If it's, if you don't go by points per game, because like
3: 30, Stackhouse in the Hall of Fame, thirty points
1: this. per game in sixty-five games, or twenty-nine points per game in eighty games. Well, all right, I think uh, I, I for me, I'm more inspired by the resting of players now. Or just like the Grizzlies lose to the Kings, John Morant doesn't play. Is he truly hurt? No one knows. But you assumed second out of a back-to-back, there's a good chance he doesn't play. And then the injury report comes out. You're not surprised that, oh, he's on there. He's questionable. And then he's not going to go. So, so, I don't know. Reward the Ironmen. Uh, Let Mikhail Bridges uh, win something. Anyways, par fadeaway, John. What things are you looking forward to in the coming week?
3: I'm just enough of a Karen. That the Lakers' recent performances have me excited for Lakers-Celtics on Saturday.
1: Oh, look at you! Nice historic rivalry.
3: Some good game. I mean, I always like Embiid-Jokic on Saturday. Saturday is just a very good slate, starting at two, all the way through. Just a good slate. We got a good two o'clock game.
1: We might have to play back that one as well. Man, matinee basketball. I am in. Indeed. I'm. Lo- I mean, I'm, I'm. I'm looking forward. I, I, I keep saying it. Um, But are we going to get some big trades now? Are we going to actually see are the Raptors going to blow it up?
3: I I feel like that era has passed us by, but I hope not. I mean, love to see some large trades. Everybody's still in it. So it seems like all have 23 to 25 losses. No one's out.
1: I mean, it seems like it would like the jazz have to trade some of their players. They have too many players. Like, are, are they, are you guys building around Calvin Sexton? Like, are you guys building? <laughs> Apparently, they're building around Jordan Clarkson.
3: All NBA, Larry Markkinen. According Appa- to I Lowe. mean, they're not trading
1: Larry Markkinen, but like, they have so many guys. Seems like you would shuffle one around. The Clippers make a trade every single year. They got to do something. I know. I know these teams are itching to win. It. Also, that the league is wide open.
3: The league it's is. The consensus now, it seems, is the Grizzlies are not making a trade. Um- that is.
1: I mean that—that's my my mind tells me that when I analyze what's going on, or in what they've done recently. But then I, mm-hmm. I'm hearing that they are aggressively in pursuit and, and interested. I know people. they've
3: been sending like representatives to games, et cetera. Every team does that. Every team does that, right? Yeah.
1: Someone who paid for Twitter Blues like there's there's uh, scouts here. It's like yeah,
3: yeah, at Raptors games, yeah. et cetera.
1: Yeah, they, those those people live in Toronto.
3: Um, well, you know, I'm the guy who watch. Uh, I'll, I'll watch the Skip Bayless videos. So. <laughs> maybe the guy, they have me there.
1: Maybe I'll find. You who. have to
3: see it. It is Steve Coogan level self-immolation. So glorious. And 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 remember when, when Skip Bayless does this stuff. Remember he's like 80 years old. Yeah, and, and Jack. Well, and watched... Shannon Sharp. Are both on human growth hormone? By the way,
1: I watched Top Gun Maverick <clears throat> and mm-hmm. loved it, and was also like. Tom Cruise is like seventy. Yeah, he's not that old, but I was still like, this man is so old.
3: So uh, that was a that was a hundred years of cinematic glory laying on that bed between him and on.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh,
3: hundred and twenty years.
1: Anyways, uh, if you want to support our show, again, do that at patreon.com. Come join the Slack. Uh, Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to the Grits and Grinds YouTube channel. Join our playback on Wednesday night, and uh, we'll see you guys there. Thanks for listening. You guys are the best. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing.
0: Yeah, never apologize for being G&G. break, break, man. You understand?